This is Revisiting Haven. Hey Havenites, my name is Amy J, or AJ, and I'm here with my friend Amy. Say hi. Hello everyone. So Amy is on Twitter. You can find her at AMS04. Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, AMS underscore zero four. AMS underscore zero four. Amy and I, yes, Amy and Amy, we decided, you know, I have that website, Revisiting Haven, and I asked Amy if we could kind of talk about these episodes. We're in hiatus now, or hellatus, as you all know, and there's so much time before season five, which we are positive will happen. Um, yes, we are. We are. We're, we're keeping an open mind, even though we haven't heard anything, and we are no, in no way connected to the show. I have no connection to the show. Uh, uh, neither do I. Amy has no connection to the show. We are just two fans who uh, are going to look at these episodes from the premiere episode, Welcome to Haven, to as far as we can get, and kind of look at the episode as is, now that we know what's happened over four seasons. Um, so we're just kind of going to talk about that um, as we go on through these episodes, if you guys have questions that you want us to talk about or you want us to mention some, something on the podcast, send us an email. Um, the link will be on the website and whatnot because I haven't set anything up yet, so we'll, we'll do that later. But you're more than welcome to do that. So why don't we talk about the first episode, Amy, if that's cool with you. Sure. We'll talk about Welcome to Haven. And as yeah. a quick summary for those who don't remember, because it, it was a while back, that this episode came. Um, this episode was the episode that brought us our our friends, Lucas, Eric, and Emily, to the show. So we have Nathan, we have um, Audrey Parker, and we have Duke. And they've come to the show here, and this episode is the one that introduced us to the Troubles. Not only did it introduce us to the Troubles, but we discovered that Audrey doesn't know anything about her past. She's an FBI agent brought to Haven. She works with Nathan, who becomes her partner, and they try to figure out who ended up killing... um, The Colorado Kid. The Colorado Kid, yes. But who was the one that died in the show? Oh, that was Jonas Lester just in this episode. Sorry about that. No, no, it it is the Colorado Kid, because that ends up being the mystery to be solved. But they end up trying to solve the mystery of uh, Jonas Lester, correct? And that's what ends up bringing the trouble that Marion has, Marion Caldwell, and that was a weather trouble. The first one that, I don't want to say it's the first one Nathan's encountered, but I guess the first one Audrey in this incarnation has encountered. So right. that's what the episode was about. It ended up being Marion, and, you know, she did it with the weather and killed him. But, you know, happy is as happy it does and Marion was able to control her powers thanks to Audrey and Audrey decided to stay in Haven to try and figure out a little bit about her past so that was that was kind of exciting so Amy's going to talk a little bit about the characters we met during this episode well I think we met every one of our main characters uh all of them in this episode of course we have uh Lucas Bryant portraying uh Nathan Warnos, and we all know he's like the wry local cop. He's kind of under his uh, his father's thumb. His father is the chief. Uh, we know Nathan's kind of reserved, and we're kind of led to believe that's because of his trouble. Uh, he sparks up his friendship with Audrey Parker, played by Emily Rose. We all know she's kind of the kick-ass FBI agent. 
Um, she's fierce. Uh, she's good at her job. And Nathan kind of likes that about her. Uh, I think we see that in this episode right away. Um, of course, we have Chief Hornos, who is uh, Nathan's father, who's the chief. We also meet the Teague brothers. We, as we know, they're very important to the show. Um, we met Eleanor, who was the doctor for uh, a number of uh, episodes in this first season. I love and, Eleanor. Yeah, she was good, wasn't she? Yeah. And, of course, everybody's favorite pirate, Duke Crocker, <laughs> who is a kind of a thorn in Nathan Siders. Nathan says, everything about this guy is a pain in my ass. That is probably my favorite line in this episode. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love Duke? And so, in fairness, we love all of the characters. We love all of the relationships between these characters. So this is a very uh, unbiased, yet biased, uh, because we love all of them, Right. podcast. So let me do, just say that up front. Yeah, um, we appreciate the dynamics with all the characters. I mean, they all have great roles. We love how they interact with each other. I mean, that's what makes... Haven such a great show. I think you pointed out is the way they all interact with each other. Um, it's not just Nathan and uh, Audrey that's great. It's Audrey and Duke, and it's also Nathan and Duke. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when uh, Audrey wakes up on Duke's boat, I mean, come on, that whole scene is hilarious when he mm-hmm. thinks he knows how she takes her coffee, and then he kind of tries to watch her change her clothes, and um, or put her clothes on, I should say, and, you know, he gives her a princess phone. I mean, that whole scene is pretty funny. It's hilarious, and I think that, that kind of sets the dynamic between them uh-huh. for the, the next four seasons, in a sense, because yeah. they have that um, banter mm-hmm. going between them, which is great. And then you have the strained relationship between Duke and Nathan. Yep. You know, yeah. even when even when uh, Nathan brought Duke in and was yeah. questioning him, even when Conrad was like, Conrad, is this true? And he's like, yeah, all right, let me go. Uh, yeah, no, you sit there. Yeah. We're not doing that. Nathan is not letting you go, Duke. <laughs> right, it's just, it's that kind of relationship. I mean, Duke had every right to be like, no, you got to let me go. I mean, it ends up working out. He has to be let go. But, yeah. you know, it, it's everybody's relationship that seems to be great. Even Audrey and the chief. Oh, yeah. There's some humor between them, too. I, um, You know, when the chief says uh, to her, are your meds just kicked in when she's talking about the weather and going uh, clamming at Edgewater Bay at night or, or excuse me, at high tide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Audrey and the chief and... Um, I appreciated their relationship, too. You know, she was relying on him to help her solve uh, the Colorado kid mystery eventually. It's it's just one of those relationships um, that is kind of... I saw it more as a uh, father, you know, adopted daughter kind of uh, relationship. But the interesting thing is, as we later found out, he knew who she was. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I mean... You they didn't the Teagues. The Teagues, they knew who she was. I mean, if you think about it, right? The only ones that didn't know who she was and their relationship is based on the fact that they don't know who she was is Duke and Nathan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Chief, the Teagues, they all knew. Eleanor. Eleanor knew, yep. Eleanor, they all knew who she was, or at least maybe not who she was was. Or maybe maybe they no they didn't know who she was was, uh, right? But they knew something about her. Well, they knew she was Lucy, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. well, at least Lucy and the Teagues knew she was Sarah. Yep. Yeah. So we have that whole mystery that we still haven't we still don't have all the answers here through four seasons. No, 
No, and, and it's actually interesting. If we go back and we look at the questions that are raised in this episode, and that's one of the things that we're going to try and do because there were lots of questions that come up. Uh, one of those questions w- would be, who is Audrey? Yes. I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> even four seasons later, despite the fact that we know that she is Lucy, she was uh, Sarah, that she was Mara, and actually is Mara, yeah. we know nothing. And we don't know how many identities she's had. Like, you know, what era was Mara from? Like, we saw the clothing. It, it was definitely a couple centuries back. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, when I looked at it, there's at least one more personality between Sarah and Mara. At least okay. one. Okay. There may be a lot more, but at least one. Um, and it's interesting because, I mean, think about it. Take your closest friends. They go away, they disappear, they come back into your life, and you act as though you don't know them. Yeah, that is a little strange, huh? How do you do that? Well, that's Haven for you, right? It's like you have to be in Haven to have that ability. Like, did they all get together and say, hey, we're just not going to tell her when she comes back? Yeah, exactly. How did they uh, decide to just look at her and act like they did not know her? Mm Mm-hmm. Because they all had the same story. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you think about it, maybe maybe it was the fact that the guard knew that. But then the question would be: so is the chief a part of the guard? Was Eleanor a member of the guard? Yeah, we well, Eleanor's daughter had the tattoo, so okay, okay. Well, now we're we're getting ahead of ourselves. Right. Here. Sorry, it's very <laughs> difficult. It's very difficult to stay on task when you when you're looking back. But at this episode alone, okay, so who is Audrey? We know she was originally Mara. We know that now, yes. We know that now, four seasons later. Okay, so uh, maybe I should have said spoilers at the beginning of this, but given the fact that the show is called Revisiting Haven. Uh, uh, okay, spoilers. Audrey is Mara. There you go. Let me just put that out there. <laughs> And, you know, when we were talking about this, um, Amy brought up a great question. And that was, Audrey originally came from Boston. Well, we yes. Was that really the barn or what? But they sh- portrayed it to us as Boston. Well, well yeah. Her, well, she said she came from Boston. But Boston seems to have this recurring theme or presence. Yeah, it, yeah. and as I was uh, saying to Amy, you know, Boston is where we do first meet Audrey. Um, it's also where Tommy Bowen was from, uh, Detective Tommy Bowen. It's also where the barn deposited Duke, and that's where Jennifer was from, Boston as well. So is there something to it, or is it just because it's the large? It's a large city that's close to Maine, so it just kind of works for the storyline, or is there something really going on here with Boston? Because it's not the same thing, and it's not like they're close to each other. Right. You know, there there is a, some distance between Boston and Haven. So why is it that the barn has some kind of connection to Boston? Yes, that is, you know. And that one some... we don't have an answer to. Right. So that's a good question that hopefully we'll get an answer to through uh, the upcoming seasons. Yes. Yes. And the, the question when you first watch this episode also comes is, who is making the cracks in the ground? You know, the cracks that 
messed up Audrey's car, who did that? Right. That that was the first the first scene or the second scene when she's driving into Haven, Maine, mm-hmm. and the crack in the road, and that causes her to crash, and that leads her to meet Nathan when he comes to save her. <laughs> right. And so, now we know that it was the chief. But here's my question, my follow-up question to that. You know, it's emotion, and sometimes he can control it. Was that crack done on purpose? Yeah, did the chief, uh, was he emotional? Because he knew that, you know, Audrey, who he knew as Lucy, was on was coming back to town. Why mm-hmm. exactly, you know, was that crack there? I'm not sure we'll ever get an answer to that one, but that is a question that I was wondering once we found out who did it. Did he purposely do that crack or was it because of something like I'm sure we know that he was in touch with Agent Howard. So did that stir something up and cause the crack? Right. I, that's a good question. I always just kind of thought he was, you know, there were emotions stirring with the chief because Audrey was coming to town who he knew was Lucy. And that's why the, the, the road cracked. But, you know, there's a lot of uh, theories we could have here. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the other question, uh, or the theme, one, one of my favorites, if you've read any of the posts that I put on Revisiting Haven, is that the music and the score in this show is beautiful. It's fantastically chosen, and it is well-placed. Yes. And the first song you hear is Love Will Keep Us Together. Yeah, we hear that on Audrey's Alarm when she wakes up mm-hmm. in her what we assume is her apartment in Boston. Um, and then that's playing on the car when she crashes over the cliff or she almost goes over the cliff. Why? Yes. Love will keep us together. So I get playing on the alarm clock. Okay. Then it plays again on the car. Right. There has to be something to the song. And, and I think this is also one of the questions that may never, ever be answered, but why? Why that song? There's so many songs about love. Right. So many songs about keeping us together. Why do you choose that song? Well, as that song is playing, Love Will Keep Us Together makes you think of two people. And the only two people in that scene are Audrey and Nathan. So, you know, was that a clue of what was to come with those two characters? That's possible. That's possible. I mean, it's the first time they meet, right? Yep. And so maybe it's a sign. Love seems to be the overarching, arching uh, theme. Of Haven, yes. Or one of. Yeah. No, maybe, maybe it's safe to say entirely. I, I, I'd speculate entirely, but I think we need more of the season five to tell us. But I think uh, love is a ongoing theme. Yes, yes. Be- amongst all the characters, not just Audrey and you know, who her loves might be and her loves through time. But I think it, you know, of all the characters, of course. Well, like all things, love tends to motivate us to do smart things and dumb things. And yeah, as we go through these episodes, we're going to see it play a part, not just with Audrey, but with Nathan and with Duke and with the chief. With, I think with most, most all of our characters and, you know, we still don't know what type of relationship did Vince and Sarah have was love involved in that. Mm -hmm. Um, one-sided unrequited who knows (laughs) who knows exactly i'm kind of hoping we finally get an answer to that but you'll this is haven who knows that's true and and there's a lot of questions that we are going to have as we continue doing these i mean this was this was a very uh quick episode because a lot of the questions we are going to have 
come up in the upcoming season, um, there's going to be a lot of questions, and some of them will have answers, some of them won't have answers. Right. Some, so, some of them will have follow-up questions. Yeah, well, one thing that kind of seemed rather innocuous or didn't seem to have any meaning in this particular episode was when Agent Howard uh, picked up the book that Audrey was reading in her apartment, Unstake My Heart. Ah, yes. Who thought that that meant anything? I mean, it just seemed... Although you did have to wonder why he took it with him, but other than that, it didn't seem like there was too much to it. And then, of course, we find out, you know, in uh, season two with the real Audrey Parker, that's where she finds out where the barn was. And in season four, we find out uh, that book is key to Jennifer and everything that she knows about Haven and uh, William and opening the door, etc. So I'm glad you brought up the book. I it- Here's a question, a follow-up question, I guess, because we know the book was not unimportant, right? Yes, yes. And so we know the book is un, not, we know the book is important. Right. And so we know Audrey has read it. We know Agent Howard has taken it. And we know it's found in the belongings of her parents, um, Jennifer's birth parents. Birth parents, yes. Right? We know all these things have happened. And that book keeps appearing and appearing. Why, uh, why that book? <laughs> uh, yeah, was that just a, an easy way for the, um, uh, you know, an easy way to connect Agent Howard and to Audrey and uh, to the real Audrey? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if he, there was something, it was something tangible that could be taken and, and put into different times and right. different places. Right. So is this... Does he do that every incarnation? So did he take Unstake My Heart and give that to Lucy? Ooh, what a good question. Did Sarah have that book? Which is kind of creepy because in in the 50s, I don't think that kind of paper book, (laughs) you know know what I'm saying? It's it's just strange. Did they update it so that it was published in a reasonable year? Or is, is, you know, is Audrey the only incarnation of... Uh, Mara or whatever identity we want to use that Agent Howard needs to communicate with in such a way. Did he not leave these hints with her in her previous identities? Did he do it differently? Yeah, exactly. Or going to what you said earlier, let's say this was his way of communicating. What was it about Audrey and this incarnation that made him do this? That's a very good point. Yes. Because maybe he had a sense that this would be different. She's different. And that is something um, the Teaks have said before, Mm -hmm. you know, that she is different. Yes. Yes. And she is different because she's remembering um, from what the show has told us, the different incarnations of Audrey didn't remember. But this Audrey, you know, she remembered Lucy. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, now she's she remembered Mara, unfortunately. Now she's become Mara. Um, yeah, so that's a very good question. It just seems uh, interesting that they use that book. I mean, was that, like you said, is it, or are we reading too much into it and it is just a book that he used so that Audrey knew what it was, right? that he had taken it, therefore that connects them. And then when she sees it with Jennifer or with the Audrey Parker 2.0, mm-hmm. um, that she can put, connect the dots. Yeah, I would think that when Agent Howard took that book, I would think it didn't necessarily possess these magic properties, but somehow he was able to 
you know, put those into the book or mm-hmm. change the book so it had those magic properties that Jennifer, only Jennifer, could see. And However, if Audrey was really, her apartment in Boston, if she was really in the barn, then maybe that book did already have all these, uh, you know, pages that only Jennifer can read. Who knows? Was it, was it the same? It wasn't the same book. Oh, I guess it could have been since Agent Howard can disappear and appear wherever he wants. So then the question is, you know, uh, outside of the book, you know, what, what happened previously? How did he do things previously? Or is it the fact that Jennifer is alive? So Jennifer is like 28 or something. I think so. Right. And she's one of the keys. She's the only one. Maybe this book only came about right now in this incarnation, Audrey, because she's old enough. Yes. That's a good point. Right. Maybe agent Howard is only communicating with Audrey now or with, you know, he didn't have a need to communicate with her previously. And another unanswered question. It's going to be interesting because not only do we not know a lot about Audrey, or, or now we're learning more, the one, other one with the mysterious past is now Jennifer. Yes. And yes. The, the only reason I bring that up and, and is something we'll talk about when we get to the later episodes is it just goes to show you everyone has a past that we have no idea about. Correct. Yeah. We Even don't... what we know doesn't seem to be what it is. Well, and we, we have learned a lot about the Teagues uh, in season four, but at this point, you know, obviously episode one, we had no idea what was going on with those and what was to come. You know, it's interesting. Um, one time I heard, I think it was um, Brian Milligan who was saying, you know, the, the story arc for a season tends to be divided into threes. Okay. And... It's curious, and they have the whole, you know, they have the season mapped out, and they have several seasons planned. So given yes. that, you know, and it's never guaranteed, uh, just as we're waiting for season five, it's never guaranteed if the season happens, but I wonder if they've divided the seasons, you know, like a story arc for the seasons, yes. into three as well. Oh, I, but maybe they do. You know? Yeah. It just, it, it just... It'd be interesting because I know they have enough. They said they've had enough stories for uh, what ten seasons. I um, think at least seven, but I think they've said ten. Ten. <laughs> they go. They go back and forth, but um, yeah. yeah, it'd just be interesting to see because it just seems like now we've season five will be like a restart almost. Because mm-hmm. the first few, the first season seemed to be what are the troubles? Let's deal with the troubles. Yes, and, it, and the first season did just kind of play off a little more as just a, a detective show or a cop mm-hmm. show, um, for almost, lack of a better Almost term. a procedural. Yeah, almost. and then we find out, you know, there's all this other stuff going on we find out in the last couple of episodes. Yeah, it's like everything you knew, you didn't know. Exactly. <laughs> you were wrong about all the things you thought you knew. That's kind of a typical Haven description. Yeah, and you know what? It is so Haven. <laughs> this is so haven uh, that is so haven it really is it really is so um we're gonna we're gonna leave you guys with that and and unless you have some other questions amy no i think yeah. we covered some of our key points from episode one yeah and we're gonna come back with episode two if uh time permits uh next week or the week after or so and if you guys have any questions for us about episode two which is butterfly you should watch it Send us questions if you have any. Um, Let us know. And in the meantime, 
continue to let sci-fi know that we want Haven Season 5. Yes, keep the uh, tweets and uh, whatnot going towards sci-fi and E1 and Showcase uh, in Canada. We need to let them know we're anxiously uh, looking forward to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So on behalf of myself and Amy, you guys have a great day. This is Revisiting Haven.